Welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. I am the aforementioned Bedlam, DM of this actual play podcast. Bedlam Social Hour occasionally contains mature content, so listener discretion is advised. Thank you for joining us as we continue to further our story. Please enjoy. Last time, the party made their way out of Lower Despicia headed north. During their travel, the group shared more about themselves with each other, including a song delivered by Grom from times past. After a good portion of a day's travel, they encountered a large army traveling the opposite direction. Tylalor noticed the force was in possession of a significant amount of siege equipment and immediately became concerned for her newfound comrades in Lower Dispucia. After a brief discussion, they decided that Tylalor should take Mr. Snogglebottoms and travel back to Lower Dispucia with the intent to warn the Grand inhabitants of the approaching army. The other three struck camp and made efforts to settle in for the night. Tylalor managed to bypass the traveling army with a well-placed bluff and returned to Lower Dispucia without trouble, arriving in the wee hours of the morn. The soldiers of Greya were nonplussed at the news of the approaching force, but the presence of siege weaponry generated a bit more concern. They took Tylalor's information into consideration and provided her with food and lodging for the remainder of her stay. Back at the others' camp, the evening proved to be not uneventful. The three found themselves beset upon by a pair of dire wolves, only to discover that the beasts were simply fleeing a larger, more dangerous foe, a huge ambulatory tree blighted with a necrotic essence pervading it and its surroundings. A ferocious battle ensued, and the result was not without casualties. Before the abomination was defeated, Grom and Letgain fell unconscious, and Letgain ultimately succumbed to his injuries and passed away. It is here we will resume our story in the aftermath of the tragedy. Mirmulnir stands in the midst of a destroyed mass of corruption, a deceased Latgain, and a smoldering unconscious Grom. The quiet of the forest is amplified by the sudden cessation of the immediate chaos. An ethereal mist has formed and the temperature strikes you as cooler than you recall from earlier. Also, all of the colors around you seem more vibrant, but you're pretty sure it is a result of your heightened senses from the adrenaline still in your system. You hear a noise to the side and turn towards it. There, kneeling next to your fallen companion Latgain, is a fawn with intensely blue hair and eyes to match, whom you assumed is the same creature Latgain claimed he saw when you first arrived in Lord Dispucia. She is beautiful. You see a sad look on her face as she gently caresses Zakin's head. You hear her saying something softly in a language you don't understand. And after a moment, she leans down and kisses your blue-scaled friend, and with an effortless grace picks up his body and rises. Her height surprises you. Mirmelnir, she is almost tall enough to look you straight in the eye. She regards you with sadness plain in her wise blue eyes and says solemnly, This is not his time. Fare thee well, Amethyscale. See to the wild one. She turns from you and walks away. As she does so, the mists coalesce around her, obscuring her from your view, and just as quickly as they formed, they dissipate, and she is gone. The vibrancy of the colors around you fade back to normal, and you are left alone with Grom, who has begun to snore slightly. Mirmelnir, the stomach-turning stench of decay pervading the air around you has somehow intensified since the monstrosity fell. 
You hear creaking and snapping of wood as the abomination seemingly decomposes before you. Unnatural corruption causing it to collapse in on itself. How would you like to proceed? The first thing that I'm going to do is I will pick up Grom and I will move him into the tent and put him in a bedroll or a blanket, whatever we have. And once I am sure that he is safe, I will take a seat on one of the logs surrounding the fire. I'm going to slowly undo the wraps from around my wrists and my knuckles. I will set them to the side, and I will glance down at the scars that run along my forearms from my elbows to my wrists, and I will watch as the creature decays before me. How late are you going to stay up? I'm going to try and stay up as long as I can to keep an eye for any other dangers that may present themselves and just keep a steady vigil over Grom. That's reasonable. It's already pretty late. Uh, it's, uh, it's reasonable that you could stay awake till morning, but I believe that you would take a point of exhaustion. So that is up to you. I will do that. And then I would also like to at least take 30 minutes of that to meditate. Okay. Gives me all my key points back. Uh, you meditate for a half hour and you maintain your vigil. And then I would say mm, probably about 9 o'clock in the morning. Grom, as you wake up in the morning, I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. This is for that wood blight. Okay, so 11. Um, As you try to move and get up, you notice that your joints are a little stiff, but that could be attributed to the, the previous combat. Your skin does seem to almost have kind of a wooden tone to it. You're pretty stiff. Uh, go ahead and mark down a hopefully temporary uh, minus one to your dexterity. My eyes open. I start taking stock of my cracked ribs and sore muscles. I recognize that I've been inside the tent and listen carefully, see what I hear outside. You hear the sounds of nature, birds chirping, a breeze blowing. It's pretty peaceful. But I didn't think I was going to see this again. I'm going to shade my eyes as I step out of the tent. You see Mirmolnir sitting on the log. He has maintained the fire through the night. Thank you for watching over me. Of course. It's uh, obvious that he hasn't slept. You slayed the beast? I did, but I couldn't save Let Cain. Hey, it's amazing that we didn't all fall to that thing. Now you did what you could. Where is he? You remember back in Lower Dispucia when he was talking about a blue fawn creature? Hey, his little girlfriend. She appeared. She leant down to him and said something to him I couldn't understand, and then she lifted him and took him away. Hmm. She took him away? Yeah. I want to look to see if I can find where he fell. Roll investigation. Nine. You recall the vague area, but as you walk over there, there's not like a game shaped indentation in the grass. Uh, you're not sure it could be there. It could be five feet to the left. It could be ten feet to the right. It's uh, pretty fuzzy. Roll me a perception. Uh, Murray. With disadvantage you because it's bright. Oh, <laughs> disadvantage was not required. We're going to go with a top of five. Mirmana, give me a perception check also, please. Twelve. Uh, yeah, with a twelve, you glance at the spot where <laughs> Latgain's body was, and you actually see some blue scales laying in the grass there. I'm going to look up at Grom, and I'm going to use Psionic Mind 
and I'm going to kind of point while using Psionic Mind to where it is. I'm going to say right there where the blue scales lay on the ground. And first, Grom, with that direction you see to which he is referring. Secondly, what does Psionic Mind do? I bought my own copy of this book, and I've been reading up on it, and it's incredible what I realized I can do that I never knew I could do before. So you can spe- you can send telepathic messages to any creature you can see within 30 feet of you. You don't need to share a language with the creature for it to understand these messages, but it must be able to understand at least one language to comprehend them. How many times can you do that per day? It doesn't have a restriction on it. Is it a Amethyst Dragonborn thing, or is it a... It's a Gem Dragonborn thing. And for the time being, most of my communications with the rest of the party will be through psionic mind. Oh, also near the blue scales, you see Lackian's satchel laying there. Is that damnable cloak there? His staff is about ten feet away from his satchel. And yes, the cloak is laying there. I'm going to kneel by where... (laughs) How did I not see that? (laughs) This sun is killing me. Hey, super observant. Uh, I'll kneel beside the spot where he fell just kind of place my hand on the soil there and I slowly start to pick up his belongings roll things up in his cloak and I'll gather his staff up and place it with his bundled items and you said there were a couple scales and such on the ground eh? I did I'll gather those up as well what's Mary doing while I'm doing all this? I'm sitting there very stoic yeah I'm glancing down at my forearms and back up to the fire and very quiet and very contemplative how does Murray look to me? Are you beat up? Can I tell you've been sit and watch all night? Like you just fought a giant beast and you haven't had time to relax. A few cuts and scrapes. I can see that he's tired. The body language, yeah. You stayed watch over me all night, did ya? Through his psionic mind, I'm going to look up at him and say, I did. Can I tell that it's in my mind and not through my yeah, ears? Yeah, when he looks at you and does not move his lips. I'm not sure I can see that far. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, let's roll perception on that. Nat 20. <laughs> With disadvantage. Foul. <laughs> One. <laughs> I currently don't know you have psionic mind. Murray, have you stayed up all night after scrapping with that beast? You don't look too worse to wear, but you look exhausted. I'll take watch. You get some rest. There's only two of us now. We don't even have that damnable horse. Could I do perception to get a gauge on how... Grom is, like, health-wise and physically. Yeah, let's have an insight check. Twelve total. Uh, yeah, you succeed. Go ahead and... Uh, you notice that my wounds have, for the most part, healed up over the evening. But you can definitely tell that I'm favoring my side when I walk. You can see a little bit of a wince as I'm reaching out for the staff. I'm gonna look up to Grom and think... Are you sure you are okay to take a watch? I may not be in the best fighting shape, but you'll hear me for sure. I think. All right. So I'm going to get up, leaving my wrist straps laying on the log, and I am going to walk into the tent and lay down. Once he moves off to the tent, I'm going to walk around the camp a little bit. I'm looking for like a big flat piece of shale or something to use to start digging. And once I find a good stone or stick that'll work, I'm going to start digging up a spot of soft ground under a tree. Let's have an investigation check to see how long it takes you to find that stone. 17. I was standing on it the whole time. Um, disadvantage. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> You're out in the daylight. 11. 
Yeah, it's not too hard to find. It, it's not shale, but it's a rock that's going to fare. And I'm going to look for the prettiest spot I can see from here. You're and in, at that spot, I'll start digging. You're in a pretty picturesque area, too, so that's not hard to do. Wonderful. So I can't see anything right now, but I'm, I suppose I'd be trying to use the rest of my senses to their fullest. Well, go ahead and roll one more perception. There. Roll you a smell? Yeah, roll me a smell. Fifteen. As you're digging, uh, like you said, the sunlight is blinding. Trying to keep an eye out because you just came off of a pretty intense uh, scenario where you were jumped by a threat and you catch a distinct smell in the air you've smelled it before it's tea tree oil and on that note we can shift gears and we will check in on Tylalor. as you awake in lower disputia in the keep in the room provided by your newfound companions did you want to have a long rest no, I think in the situation of the haste, wanting to get back to my party, I'd probably just do a short rest. I'm going to say that you got enough sleep to maybe perhaps stave off a level of exhaustion, but if you are in a position to gain any benefit from hit die, that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, I'm not terribly upset about that. My current condition is not bad. Conversation, rested a little bit, took some food. At what point in the morning would you like to head out? Um, I also need to make sure I have obtained some sort of item that looks like it can be a religious artifact to take back with me. Good catch. (laughs) (laughs) How do you want to go about procuring that? I don't know. I guess if there's something in town close by that I can pick up relatively cheap or... I guess I would say that the general store would have opened probably about six or so. So uh, depending on what time you want to head out, you can stop at the store there before you want to hit the road? Um, I want to say I'd probably get up. In the interest also of giving Mr. Snugglebottoms some rest, um, I'd probably get up about 8 with the goal to leave town by like 9, 9.30. Intelligence with advantage? 18. Okay. With an 18, you would know that the condition that Mr. Snugglebottoms was in when you arrived at the tail end of your journey, you can leave when you want, but you know that you probably should not push him beyond... Uh, yeah, I wasn't planning to write him hard on the way back. My message has been delivered as I'm leaving now. I don't feel quite as much need for the haste. Uh, if you stop at the store, you can easily find some sort of trinket that uh, potentially looks like... It'll serve my purpose. No problems. Tarchol meets you as you're preparing to leave. He says, well, Tarchol, again, appreciate the due diligence. Of course. See what the day brings. Hmm. Hoping I'm wrong. Yeah, time will tell. He clasps you on your shoulder, makes an about face, and walks mm. away from you. All right, let's have a general uh, animal handling. Five. Mr. Snogglebottoms is not pleased at not having a night's rest. I'm going to say with a five, probably just getting him geared up, ready to head out, probably takes you another another hour to get him convinced to get on the road. Mm-hmm. With that, we will cut back to camp. Valryl and Brax, would you please roll me a perception check? Six. Uh, Eighteen. That tracks. The two of you, as you are traveling northward along the road from Lower Disputia, for whatever reason, you decided to kind of detour off the road for a minute, maybe to forage, maybe to scout. Maybe it's your sense of adventure that entices you into deviating from the standard path of road travel. But I'm not sure whether or not Valryl is regaling you with another story of dragon adventures past or whatnot, but... Rax, you see, Grom, what do you look like? I'm uh, about five foot eight, 150 pounds, pretty scraggly, very tribal. I have all kind of scars and 
blue tattoos tattooed all over my chest. I've got sharpened teeth that have been filed to points. I'm carrying no weapon on me at all, but I'm carrying a pack. My hair is braided and dreaded back. All right, well, you don't immediately see the pointed teeth. You see that tattooed figure digging in the soil near kind of a picturesque location. Do I hear them? Roll me a perception. You are also on the tail end of smelling tea tree oil. Does that cause you... uh... Aye, that would cause me to sit up and take attention. Uh, But I got a 16 for perception. Yeah, with a 16, first of all, you smell the tea tree oil, which is strange. And then, which gives you a momentary pause. And wait, are those hoof beats? The sound of horses? I'm gonna put out a shrill whistle. The two of you see this figure sit up. Kind of look around, cock an ear. Puts my fingers to my lips, and I blow a real sharp whistle. Well, hey there, buddy. I'm gonna be getting all loud. Well, real, let's go over here and say hi to this fella. Yeah, I think we should do that and see what's going on over here. When I hear Grum's whistle, I'm going to kind of crawl out of the tent and extend upright to my seven-foot self. You guys don't need a perception check to see this very large fit tall amethyst dragonborn stand up from across the other side of the tent there do i notice which direction they come in from i think with the you know the sounds of the horses and with what brax just said uh yeah you can turn and regard them they're about 30 feet off what does grum see? what do i see yes i'm a gold dragonborn and just wondering what's going on over here light leather armor riding a horse yeah so you'll see uh, a human man about five nine pretty scrawny very much you can tell he's in the woods he's wearing some leather armor right now on his horse he has a pouch that has, looks like it's got some probably more heavy duty armor but it's not on him at this moment got a big bow on his back and that's got a cowboy hat on i think that's about it if i see the bow i want to look to see what type of weapon i see on the gold dragonborn it's a rapier say hold don't come any closer that's all right we know now i was just we was just coming through going north i just saw the fire and thought we'd come on See what's going on. I'm sorry to interrupt. Everything going okay here? I can't say that it is. What's going on? I see a pretty nasty fallen tree over there. Yeah, with that perception roll, we can include that over there. It's kind of obscured through the other trees there, but... Mind if I... <clears throat> I want to roll an insight. I kind of want to get the feel of of any shadiness or anything from them. I take a look at that. I'll just hop down off my horse and start walking towards that fallen tree. I got a six. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be uh, standing up and pulling that big rock ready. I'm going to start making my way over to Grom and possibly intercept him along the way. I'm afraid we've had no end of trouble this evening. Well, sorry there. I'll let you approach nice and slow, buddy. I'm trying to be slow. I was just looking at that tree over there. Are you guys trying to protect it for some reason? Can't say that we are. I'm afraid it uh, gave us quite a bit of trouble last night. You can approach, but keep your hands away from your weapons. Of course, of course. Apologize if we're a little jumpy, but better safe than sorry out here. So, yeah, go towards the fallen tree, and if I can do a nature. Yeah, nature roll on that. Give me a nature and an arcana. Val, roll. what are you doing while he's doing this? I'm going to get off my horse and just kind of stand uh, between or on the backside of Grom and Rilmanir, keep an eye on the horses. And I got a 14 on nature and a 7 on Kana. With 14, you recognize this as, um, well, this is a, a treant that something's happened to it. And 
with the Arcana, with that low of a roll, you, you know, something unnatural has happened to it, but you can't quite put your finger on what it is. Well, hell, this is quite a nasty thing going on here. You guys, you guys from around these parts? Can't say that we are. Just passing through. Where are you fellas off to? We're just heading north right now, huh, Burial? Yeah, we're just heading north. Hey, what'd you say your name was? I be Grum. Grum the Toothy. And I flash a big smile at him. Well, my name's Brax, and I smile right on back. And what's your name, fella? My name is uh, Valreal. Mirvalnir, what are you doing? I'm standing stoically, keeping an eye on everything. I imagine I'm still pretty decently exhausted, but also on guard from the night's previous events. Is it just the two of you? Yeah, that's just the two of us. I gotta ask you, though, you're looking a little stiff there. Uh, sometimes with these with these kind of tree imp- Blight things, they can get some nasty effects on people. And you said you was fighting this last night? I don't know if you could call what I was doing fighting. But I certainly played the part of its punching bag for the better part of an evening before my friend there took her down. I'll start walking back towards Valryl. I can say I feel pretty worse the wear. Yeah, you look a little, look a little brown-gray there, to be honest. But I can't, I don't know you to be honest either, so it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> you see that I'm... I'm still squinting pretty hard, and I'm trying to pretend like I'm not. Yeah, you also see him kind of looking at his skin as you point that out. And Grom actually acts as he does that point that out, that he just basically reminds you that, you know, that's not normal. Hey, well, it's hard to tell. I took a beating pretty good last night. I can't say what all's wrong with me, but I definitely have a hitch in my giddy-up, if you know what I'm saying. What about you there, big fella? Does he look normal to you? He looks hungry, but he always looks like that. I'm asking him if you, if you look normal. I wasn't asking you. I'm going to look at Brax and think. He does seem to look different from the fight last night. Well, I'm not trying to tell you guys what to do, but... Belville, you remember Timmy? He turned into a tree that one time, remember? I think that this is probably going to happen to you, too, if you don't get some help. <laughs> I think so. This is uh, it's not looking good for you. Wait, you're telling me you've seen somebody fight one of these things and turn into a tree? Well, damn near turn into a tree. I th- more like a log, really. Well, you don't come bearing the best of news, do you? What kind of help does somebody need to not turn into a tree? What was it? Do you remember? Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I don't think I really remember. Same. Was it a flower? It was as simple as a flower? Yeah, some kind of flower. I can't remember exactly what it is, but usually it grows on those little imp guys. <laughs> you wouldn't want a flower off of that guy, though, I'm telling you. Do I see any flowers around me? <laughs> Roll perception with a disadvantage. Four. <laughs> nah. You don't see any flowers around? Shit was about to get eaten immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much one for salads. Well, just the same. This flower here, you gotta cook it up. You don't just scarf it down. You gotta mix it with all sorts of fancy stuff. Well, you seem to be full of all kinds of helpful information. I know the forest a little well. I sure could have used your help last night. Oh, shit, we were just down the road. Probably a better place for you to be. We had a friend of ours fall last night. Oh, is that why you're digging that hole there? Hey. Did he die a warrior's death? You could say that. Any fight where you're fighting for your life and you die is a warrior's death. He wasn't running, I can tell you that. He was, it was about your kin, but a different flavor. Blue as opposed to gold. Elbril, roll me a knowledge history. One. <laughs> Skip that class. Uh, Brax, roll me a knowledge history. 
Um, that is a three. Okay, fair enough. A blue one, huh? I ain't never seen a blue dragonborn. I think he's probably making stuff up, but I don't see him now. Hey, like I said, he's gone. But he was the great let gain. Sorcerer of summer and honor around these parts. The big guy, is he, is he okay? Hey, he's typically like that. If you want to be perfectly honest, he's probably sizing you up right now. Checking to see if you've got any food. Does he always talk for you? Is that just what he does? Oh, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see a damn thing. I'm gonna look at Brax and think... Not much in the mood for conversation right now. Oh, fuck, buddy. All right. You stay out of my mind, okay? <laughs> I don't like that stuff. Well, I'll tell you here, folks. You do need this flower. I'm almost certain you got that wood blot shit. But those flowers are kind of rare. Do you know where this imp came from? Because that's usually where they're about from. Yeah, that spot right there is where it came out. Yeah, and he points to the where they breached the tree line there. But other than that, I can't say if we've really had much time to even mourn. Well, I'm sorry about your friends. Like I, maybe I wish I knew them or saw them or something. I guess I'm not totally sure about that. Uh, but yeah, you wanna? What do you wanna do, Valerie? Like, wanna help these folks and just get on and move on? That's what I was gonna suggest. Maybe uh, you need a hand finishing that hole. I think I'll handle the hole, but I certainly wouldn't mind some, let's say, some extra eyes around here. We're waiting for another companion to get back. She should be back by tomorrow. But right now, like you can tell, I'm already a little worse for the wear. But we wouldn't mind sharing our campfire with you. But I can't say we have much besides that. How long were we riding? So, yeah, you've been on the road for a couple hours. Uh, Brax, do you want to take shifts uh, watching this camp while they rest? Well, I guess, to be honest, I just keep on moving myself but i i wouldn't mind going down this path of that imp if you want to hang around here i don't know if i want to let you do that alone we've been through a lot maybe i take this big fellow over here he stays out of my mind he doesn't talk much does he it don't seem like it <laughs> oh i guess i hadn't even considered the fact that i have no idea that they've been talking <laughs> he's been talking to you and you've just been ignoring him <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, my friend's been so rude. <laughs> That's why I'm talking for him. I have not yet noticed <laughs> that he doesn't move his lips. How long do you think I have? Oh, you got time. You got time. A couple of weeks at least. I have to find a flower on one of these. What'd you call it? This is an imp. Hey, I have never seen one of these before. They're old creatures. They always stay pretty deep in the woods most of the time. This one seems pretty uh, disgusting. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't more curious about what caused this than finding a flower for you, but it's pretty gross. Yeah, and at that point, part of the body just (coughs) collapses on itself, and it's just like, you can smell it. It's foul. Hey, we should probably burn it in case that spreads. Would that be a good idea? Like, legitimately, would I think that was a good idea to burn that? Uh, let's have a a roll of some sort. Nature? Sure. 15, no, 17. Mm, At the rate of its decomposition and the fetid smell the fetid smell is pretty natural so in terms of burning death uh, yeah that's you'd probably you would be okay with that idea yeah burning it sounds pretty good to me i'll walk over towards the fire i'll take a look at my spot that i've dug it seems like it's suitable for my needs it looks like it's just small enough to fit the staff and his belongings in and enough to cover it up well i'll make my way over to the camp i'm gonna look at grom and think what are you working on? I'll tell you when we get down at the campfire there. I'm going to grab a, a mortar out of our gear real quick. I'm going to go to our wagon and get our supplies and just grab a little mortar. 
and then make my way to go sit by the campfire. I invite you fellas to join us and tell us your tale. We'll share some of ours. Okay, I'm at this point. I'm going to cut back to Tyler for a moment. Tyler, you ride. I'm going to say in the timeline, you might get a little bit ahead of him time-wise, but a few hours out, you see the dust cloud of the approaching force. Mm-hmm. Do you just want to ride headlong into it and skirt it like you did the very, very first time, or do you want to try to get off the road and go around? Um, I think at this point, I don't want to stop. I think I'll try and travel, like, on the side of the road past them. Just like the day previous, as you approach, uh, you see a couple scouts before you see the army proper. They ride up to you. It is two different people than you've dealt with before. And, yeah, one comes up and uh, says, Hail, well met. Hail, well met. Oh, I just, uh, don't you know we have a big forest coming up through here? Uh, if you want to pull off to the side, we do our best to, to accommodate travelers, but if you want to pull off to the side and wait to pass, or, you know, do your best. Well. I appreciate. I'll probably just move along the side and work past you. Where are you headed today? I've got some companions waiting for me. Hmm, fair, fair. Traveling alone, then? Yeah, we forgot something back in the town I had to run back to retrieve. Oh. They're waiting for me now. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I hope it didn't delay your trip too often. Only about a day. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best you catch up then. Travel safely. You as well, thank you. And they move on. And I move on. A little bit farther, you move past the army proper, and it's pretty much how you remember from the day before. And then another hour or so passes, and you ride easily, taking it easy because Mr. Snogglebottoms has had a rough day or so. Has a pair of southbound riders. They're outfitted for the road, their garb reflecting functionality despite being fairly worn out. As you approach them head on, one says, Huh? What's a pretty girl like you doing out here traveling alone? Oh, I'm only alone for a moment on my way to my companions. Mm. The other one says, That's eh, a pretty big sword you have there. You know how to handle a big sword? I give a very pointed look. And he grabs his crotch and gestures lewdly at you. Oh, you're so clever. Well, I think so. Thank you for saying. I'll be on my way. The other one says, he moves his horse at a 90 degree angle to block your way and says, Oh, I'm not sure you will. There might be a toll on this road. I do my best to channel my memories of Gwendolyn and her authority. And in a very stern tone, tell them, I know very well there is not a toll on this road as I rest my hand on my sword. I'll thank you very well to let me pass. And uh, have an intimidation roll. You should have told them you're handing out free castrations. <laughs> they like you can each have one. That's a 21 for intimidation. Oh, that's pretty good. The one that's blocking the road, the other one had moved and he looked like he was going to reach out and, and grab the, the bridle of Mr. Stongabottom's and he, his hand stops at that, and he says, "Maybe, didn't it? Maybe she's right. Maybe they did lift the toll on this road." His counterpart, blocking your way, takes a good, long, hard look at you. I stare deadly daggers directly in his eyes. I am not backing down. I imagine Mr. Snugglebottoms is also not enjoying this delay or aggression. It's hard to sound intimidating when you say the horse's name. <laughs> Gosh, you're ruining it. <laughs> Being able to say the name seriously is half the intimidation. This is Destructor, Destroyer of Nations, Ever Marshal of the Grand Apocalypse. Mr. Snugglebottoms. Yeah, perhaps we can let this one slide this time. 
and he walks his horse out from in front of you, still holding your stare. Mm-hmm. I'll stare for another five seconds, and then I will very pointedly move on. Once you start walking, the instant that you take your focus off of him, you hear, Bitch. And proud of it. And off I go. A little bit of distance expands, and you hear, Oh, I think she was she's about to give out free castrations. <laughs> I almost stepped in that one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, we return to the camp. Murray, did you come sit with everybody? Yeah, I will have come then. Or did you did you want to go back to bed? No, I'll sit. Yeah, actually, I don't think I would have sat down. Um, I would have probably grabbed Chip and started like getting ready to get back on him if I was going to go look. I thought you were going to like burn the, yeah. the well, dude. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I was going to pick up just like a, a, a flaming stick and throw it on top of it, basically. Oh, so okay. So we're going to try to start a forest fire. I see. <laughs> Not touching that thing. So you took like, you took a burning stick out of the fire and threw it on the thing. Yeah. Okay. Once that fire hits that thing, it's like not quite gasoline, but it is very very flammable. You don't know if the corruption had dried out the wood more or if the actual corruption is flammable, but it's very very susceptible to fire. And it. As I notice that the beast goes up so quickly, and look again at the slight color change in my skin, I'm gonna step back a couple more steps. <laughs> like I hadn't expected that. Yeah, that that went up pretty quick. I've I've never seen one go up that fast. So you've seen these before? No, I ain't never seen one of these before. So I've never seen one go up so fast before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take some of those blue scales and put them down in my mortar and start grinding those. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of slow going on scales. I mean, they're not armor. Yeah, uh, I'm not in any rush. And I did my best to hide my injuries as I walked back to the spot where I'm sitting now. Roll deception. Try not to. You two roll insight. Nine. Ten. Sixteen. Looks like you took a pretty good beating from that imp. Well, I'm not even thinking about any of that. My mind is everywhere else. As I'm working these, I look up to ask you fellows where you're from. I'm not familiar with this accent. Well, down south. Way down south, but... You know, there's time for stories at nighttime. We're losing daylight for following this trail. I'm afraid I can't leave right now. That's just going to have to wait. My friend deserves proper ceremonies, and I won't leave without him. He fell here, and he deserves to be remembered. And if I turn into a tree, just ah, chop me down or burn me like you did that one. Plus, I won't leave until my wife returns. Aye, and she'll either be quick, or this flower won't matter. She just raced ahead of that army on the road there to go warn our friends that they were moving their direction. We passed a whole bunch of siege equipment earlier yesterday. Yep, that sounds about right. North always invading the south. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Have you ever seen a war or war wasn't that case? Well, I guess I haven't. Well, she ran up ahead to give him warning, so I'm waiting until she gets back. And if she happens not to make it back, then I'm afraid I've got an entire army to kill. <laughs> So I probably wouldn't be needing the flower if that be the case. But if I know her, she'll be back tonight. She'll be pushing it like the wind. And I can't really imagine there's much that would slow her down. So what's your tale? Or are you in a hurry to head out? I ain't no hurry, to be honest. Uh, ain't much of a tale, to be truthful. Coming up here. They seem pretty familiar with these woods. Woods are about the same everywhere. Well, I don't know if that's the case when you move up farther north. But I suppose if you're from the south, you're probably not too familiar with that. But they change pretty quickly up north. 
Is there nothing like this? What's your story? Just traveling with my uh, friend Brax here. Just no real story. Uh, just a couple of fellas on a search for adventure then, eh? You got a story there? <laughs> I got a couple. Well, let's hear them. I got to ask you a question first. Your friends over there, do your horses have names? Sure, Chip. Mine's named Bojack. Chip and Bojack. I'm gonna lean over and elbow Murray in the side. See? Proper damn horse names. <laughs> Chip. Bojack. That's about time. I don't want to talk about the name of our damn horse, but if it comes back, I suppose I'll have to tell you. My word, my word. I've got that in my balls, and I don't break either for anybody. <laughs> well, there you go. You asked your question, so tell us your story. Why, currently, <laughs> well, if you want to know the truth of it, we've had a pretty serious uh, row of ass kickings, and right now we're heading north to try to find this wizard Medlock. We look at each other. Gave us a pretty solid thumping a couple times. At the mention of Medlack, you see Brax and Valryl give each other a very knowing look. would like to do an uh, insight on that as I tighten my grip on my little mortar. Uh, 14. I'd say that's enough to know that that word triggered some familiarity there. Are you familiar with that name, fellas? As I'm wrapping my hand <laughs> tightly on my pestle. Yes, we're pretty familiar with that name. I be a friend or foe. He and our friend, I can tell you that much. Definitely a, a foe. You sound like you, you kicked your ass pretty good. I've got a couple scores to sell out. At least you got it out. Most people that mess with him don't get away. Well, I want to say we got him on the run, but I think he left of his own convenience. I'll go back to mashing up my scales. I'm going to stand up and go over to Chip and probably try to... Like, signal you to come over towards me, Valriel. I stand up and walk towards Brax. I'm gonna strain my ears with everything <laughs> I got. Murray, how you doing? Actually, roll me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 13. Your eyelids are heavy, but uh, you're there. I'm hunched over, gazing down at my arms in a very still, contemplative silence. All right, so, Intraconic, I'm gonna start talking to you, Intraconic. Very low. So what do you what do you think about these folks here? I feel like uh, they probably have the same uh, run-ins that we've had with this Medlek character. Seems pretty uh, convenient that they're going after the same same guy. Yes, very convenient. What about this blue dragonborn? You ever heard of that before? No, just kind of live up and living up in the mountains. I don't see him, no body or nothing. No, he might be a little crazy. Did we see the scales that he was messing with? Let's have a retroactive perception. Yeah, look around at that point, I suppose. 20. Oh, yeah, you saw some. So I got a 20 plus 3 plus 4. 27? The 20, you saw blue something. And with that 27, you're just like pelling around with the dragonborn. That's that's a blue scale from a dragonborn. Yeah, I didn't see no dragonborn, but you see those scales over there? I did see those scales, and uh, they definitely look dragonborn. That's weird. I ain't never heard of a blue one before. Neither have I. Well, shoot, I don't know, man. This seems pretty convenient to match up with some people. I don't know about this medleg. I don't know how we're going to get them anyways, so... That guy's a shiny one over there, too. That's kind of strange. I ain't never quite seen one that color. No, neither have I. I always thought there was just gold. Well, it's the best color, if you ask me. Yes, very best color. 
Can I roll to see if I'm picking up what they're saying? So you went back over to the horses? Mm-hmm. Dealing with horses. So that's, you're really only about 20 feet away, thinking you're going to build a secret secret with the... With the draconic. I, even because he wasn't talking, and it's like... Because you don't know the other languages I know, right? You only know that, those two? Yeah, so... Uh, so let's have a perception there. <laughs> I got a six. Okay, yeah. There's the fire, and you're halfway curious as to what Grom's got going on. You're just kind of focused on that. So... They seem kind of in the up and up, but like I said, I don't know. Like, where did the blue one go? And there's a few little things that are strange about these fellas. Why is he digging a hole? It ain't big enough for a body. I did find that particularly strange, but they are looking for the same thing we are. They could use our help. You want to hang out here until their other companion gets here and see what see what goes from there? I think that's pretty wise. Maybe they have a better track on this medlac too. We didn't get no information down in that last town. No, we didn't kind of finish up on the horses and kind of wander back over towards them, but looking at this burning tree amp over here, too. The two companions that have stumbled upon your campsite return to the campfire. Have yourselves a good chat? Yes, we did have a good chat. Well, if you're hanging around, I'll have some questions for you if you don't mind. Ask away. This is for you, Valril. Can't say I've ever seen a gold dragonborn before. But prior to Murray, I'd never seen an amethyst one. And prior to Letgain, I'd never seen a blue one. Apparently there's a lot of dragons out there, isn't there? But I have seen a black one. But my question for you is, do you have any ceremonial rites for the passing of your peoples? As my friend passed, and I want to do the best I can by him, but I'm not familiar with the culture. We honor our fallen with a warrior's death. Just speak the kind words. Remember your friend. Hey, am I sitting next to Mjolnir over there? Right? So I kind of like to nudge him a little bit. Sometimes I'll melt them down and turn them into gold coins, too. I'm going to look over at Rax, and I'm just going to think. <laughs> <laughs> you styling my brain? Is what just happened there? And my eyes move over to Murray after I ask that question. What are your uh, cultural ceremonies? I'm going to look up to Grom, and I'm going to think. Typically, when one of our clan dies, we... Lay them down in the river and let Chrysotros take them. And we speak some words in our native tongue. Hmm. And you two just see him look at Grom and not say anything. Well, he's talking on his brain like he was with me. He's a brain talker. Maybe he just doesn't like the gold dragons. You think so? I think so. He doesn't like a southern folk. Is that the case there, big fella? I'm going to look over to Valoril. And I'm going to think... To be honest, I've never seen one of your skin before. What do you mean, one of us? Okay, so pause here. I saw you look over, and I just heard you say, what do you mean, one of us? Like, alright, are we going to have a problem here? I'm afraid I don't know what's going on. There's no problem here. What are you saying, Murray? I'm going to look back to Grom, and I'm going to think... I simply mentioned that I've never seen one... Of his skin before. Don't mean to be disrespectful, but I imagine it's probably a little impolite to be all brain talking with just one of us and everybody else being in the dark. So let me get this straight. You've been saying Mr. Snugglebottoms out loud on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look at the both of them and think. I meant no offense. The only dragon words I'm familiar with are the ones from my clan. So no offense taken. Where I come from, we, of all I've seen is 
my clan, Gold Dragons, so I get it. So what's the land that your people are from look like? Well, we live in the mountains off the coast of the sea called uh, Asmarin. Asmarin? Are you from inside a cave in the mountain? Yes, we live in a cave. Try to keep to ourselves. Hmm, I guess I never realized that's probably from the dragon part of your soul. Hmm, needing a den. Yes, it's very cozy and away from all the weather. And easy to defend with a proper breath weapon, it sounds. I get to my feet. You'll have to excuse me for a moment, gentlemen. And I set down my mortar next to Ledgain's goods. During the battle last night, I, I dropped my blade. I'm gonna go see if I can find it real quick. And I'm gonna head off into the direction of where I lost it. I'm gonna try to look for where I think I might have flown when I got yeeted behind him. I'm gonna kind of stroll in that general direction and scan the ground. Roll investigation. Can I take a 20? Nope. Damn it. Well, that'd be a 10. Daylight is uh, not your friend. I'm shading my eyes and looking. With a 10. It takes maybe 10 minutes. What's he uh, looking for back there? I'm kind of not you, big guy. I'm going to think he's searching for the weapon he lost in the fight. He got thrown a good ways. Kind of look over that way and look at back at you. Like, Man, can you, is you always talking to people's minds or you, can you just not, you never talk? That's kind of distracting, you know, to be honest. In my hope, when one of ours is fell, whether it be from battle or natural causes, we do not speak until they are properly given their rights and returned to the river. I'm sorry if this is unnerving to you. It's a little strange, I ain't gonna lie. Not really, you can't talk to my brain, can you? you never done that before. No, sir, I always talk straight to your face. I thought so. I thought so. So I kind of lean back, and she's still fumbling around looking for that blade back there. Can I see the blade from where I'm sitting at? Roll perception. <gasps> Seven, 18. Yes, you can see the blade from where you're sitting. <laughs> <laughs> How far away is he from it? He is seven feet from it. Hey there, the little guy over there. It's on your right now, see it? Come on, I can see it from here. You can see it. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'll be honest. I can't see well in this light. Reach down. I scoop up the weapon. And I start making my way back to the fire. Uh, Draconic. Uh, um, hey, Valreal, you you seen black eyes like that before? Black, black, black eyes. Black eyes. No. No, Brax. I've never seen black eyes before. Not that. That's kind of strange. I was just thinking. It's kind of scary. Little jeez, got a little tongue tied there. Doesn't seem I can see very well in the light, does it? Squinting quite a bit. Squinting real hard, couldn't find that blade I was sitting right in front of him. Interesting. You know, as uh, rude as I felt that Murray was being, I reckon it's the same when you're speaking a language not everybody knows. Your mind enlightened me to what you gentlemen are talking about. Oh, just comment on your eyes, sir. You have those since birth? I can't say that I have. I uh, made the mistake of grabbing the wrong item. I woke up with this tattoo on my chest here, and I pull it aside, and you can see a little black skull tattoo on the side of my chest. It seems very different than the style and fashion of all the other tribal tattoos. This is very separate looking. I woke up with this, and my eyes were jet black, and I can't see for shit in the day, but at night, my vision is keener. I've even been able to see in some forms of magical darkness. But I'll be damned if it doesn't feel like a curse any time this damned sun is out. I'm covering my eyes as best I can. 
That seems pretty crazy, but you kind of seem like the fellow that would kind of wake up with a tattoo. I'm about to wake up with another one, and you see me take the knife, and I've got kind of a bare patch on the side of my ribs, and you can see that I'm starting to take the knife to cut a, a little channel of flesh out. I'm starting to lay in a couple of cuts in the shape of kind of like a tribal dragon head, trying my best not to wince with each cut. But as I make the progressions and get a couple cuts deeper, and it starts to make shape. You see me take the, the scale paste that I've made. It's a bluish, dark bluish color. And you see me rubbing it into the open wounds. Where I'm from, when our dead pass, we bring them with us. And I pull my, my other side over. I say, this is my wife. This one's my child. My brother Hemthor, he died stupidly. But you let gain. I'll bring you with us right here. So I rub more of the the scales and to color the tattoo as it heals. That's all I can do for you. I don't even know where your body went. What did you say happened, Murray? You said uh, that blue fawn came and took him. Looking at Grom, I'm thinking... Yeah, she picked him up. She said it wasn't his time yet. Said it wasn't his time yet, eh? I don't really know what to make of that. You said uh, a blue fawn? Like a beautiful fawn? I'll be honest, I never got to really see her. Oh, you would know. You would know. Are you familiar? I'm familiar with one. Probably the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And how would you be familiar, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, well, let's just say she helps me smile sometimes. Our friend Ludgain kept catching sight in the last town over there, but seems like she was able to just fade from existence when she wanted rounded a corner, tried to chase her and follow her down, and, and she was just gone. Yeah, that'd probably be her. Sounds like it to me anyways. I was gonna look at Brax and think... Could you describe her to me? Describe her to you? How am I supposed to describe a flower? How am I supposed to describe, like, the, the flavor of meat? Something beautiful, you know? How am I supposed to describe to you the smell of tea tree oil? As I whiffed a little bit heavier. Well, I'll be honest, I hope you can explain a flower to me if that's what I'm looking for. If you can't, I don't know how much use I'm going to get out of your descriptions. Fair enough. Also, uh, yeah, the the smell of tea tree oil is prevalent here. The flower has got a couple little petals on it and a green stem, okay? That's good enough for that. Do we at least have a color? They come in all colors. I don't know. I mean the one I'll be looking for. Sir, do I look like a book to you? Well, I just imagine since you... Or the one telling me about it. You might at least know what it looked like. But if not, looks like I'll be going through a lot of flowers. I think we'll know it when we see it. It's a little different than most. They have a little bit of a of a feel onto them, you know? No, I don't. Okay. But I'll trust you. You seem to be more comfortable in these woods than myself. I sure. am. Now I stand up. And speaking of this flower, I'm getting kind of itchy. You guys want to go for a walk? Mm, I'm afraid I can't yet. But you go ahead. I'm going to wait here for my wife. Kick you little big, big guy. What about you? Want to go for a walk? We're going to look at Brax. It would be good for me to get up and move about it. And with that, I'm going to get up. I'm going to walk to the log by where Grom and Brax are sitting. I'm going to pick up my wrist wrappings from off the log, walk over to the river. I'm going to soak them in water and begin rewrapping my forearms and knuckles covering up these scars. 
What do they look like? Can you describe them to me? They're deep and jagged, running from my elbow to my wrist. Are they old and healed, or are these fresh from the fight? They would have been very old and healed at this point. Are they symmetrical on each side? No. Mind if I ask you what happened there, and why you keep them covered up? A warrior should be proud of his scars. Puff my chest out a little bit. This was not something for me to be proud of. This was from when I was younger. Me and my, I guess you could call him my brother, were exploring the caves down into the parts the elders told us not to go. And we were messing around and running around. We had just learned to use our birth weapon. We soon found out why we were not allowed into those parts of the caves. They were very unstable. An ill-placed shot towards a wall sent a rock falling. It was a very jagged rock that crushed my brother. I fought as hard as I could to lift it off of him, but I couldn't. The elders found me, bleeding, trying to push the rock off of him, but he was gone as soon as it made contact. I used them as a reminder. After the attack, and we were attending to the dead, I didn't wear them for nearly six months after I set out. I look at them and I think what I could have done differently. How I could have changed things. And so... So you cover them in shame? I do. I'd say it is a shame to cover the evidence of the last time you got to fight for your kin. To not have them. Now that would be the shame. And I reach down and I grab the, the mortar with the rest of the, the ground pieces of the scale. And I hand it over to Mjolnir. Be like, this is all we have left of him. For whatever rights you have in the water. I'm going to take this little bowl, this little mortar. I'm going to take it over to the stream. I'm going to dip it into the stream and let the moving water wash it and carry it away. And then I'm going to look back. I'll be walking with you as you walk over to the water so I can watch you in your ceremony. You boys joining us? I'll be staying back at a respectful distance. I'll be standing up, though. I'll walk over halfway and pay respects to a, a dragonborn. I'll probably even pop off my hat. Latkane. Manuk v for drkim yisikikis troth kaksevuks. Nomag wuks eta adun kach sifze. De wer ton ship di nomeno togofor. Nomag kusodros in galta vid. Tokek osalur sari dout frevor tobor. Nomag dout navnik madak dasturder. Ekes udoka persvek hesi tarayas di rigluin kach shala udoka. Ikis Otrinainan Sifizive Persvek Adun Trias Naktar. Sounds beautiful. Thank you. I'm gonna have to learn this language of yours. Don't suppose you mind translating. I can. Lackgain. Forgive me for not being able to protect and save you. May you find peace and rest from the hardships of this plane. May Kusodros promise safe travel into your next life. May your spirit give strength to us 
in our time of need and allow us to win. Rest in peace, Time Warden. Hey. Hey, Grom reaches up and I wipe a tear from my eye and I go ahead and rub that along the, the fresh cuts in my side. For you, Time Warden. And I'll turn and walk my way back to my seat on the side of the log where I was sitting. And I'll gather his stuff up. And from there I sit and wait. And I'll wait for my wife's return. Brax, uh, do you still want to take that, that walk? I would like that, but I'm a little curious about this Time Warden thing. I never heard that before, you? No, I have never heard that either. Well, maybe we can get this big guy talking to us on this walk. He said he was interested in coming. Maybe he was just walking to the river. And we'll go over to him and we'll go back over to the fire, I guess. So I was going to follow down this trail. It looked like this, where this imp came from. There's a little destruction there. Uh, start walking that way and see if I can't find one of these flowers. You still interested in coming? Yeah, I will come along. Sounds good. Valerio, you coming? Yeah, I'm going to come with and be like old times. What about you? You still going to stay? I want to watch the camp. I bet you could ride on Chip. I'll keep an eye on your horses. And I'll whistle if there's trouble. I'll be listening. You whistle if there's trouble too. I'm faster than I look. We're going to look at Brax and ask him, how far are you wanting to follow this before we turn back to retrieve Grom? How far are you wanting to follow this today? Well, I want to see where it came from. We can move pretty quick. Are you going on horseback or on foot? No, I'll stay on foot. See the ground a little better that way. Grum. Hi. Are you feeling well enough to watch camp on your own? I am. Okay. Safe travels, brothers. Hopefully our search proves fruitful and we are able to find this flower we are looking for. Take another eyeball at my slightly off-colored skin. I wish you the best of luck on that endeavor. I would hate to lose another friend. And I don't know if you'd necessarily lose me as much as you'd have to make sure you keep me watered. Alright, so the three you head off into the woods. Brax, you're heading this up. Let's have a survival roll. That is 18. Let's have a perception from the other two. That's a six. Five. Well, uh, good news for you. You have a woodsman with you. Difficult terrain does not slow down my group because I like this place. Remember, I can't be surprised. I know. (laughs) You walk. There are a few moments where the forest gets pretty thick. There's some dog hair, but then Brax is like, no, no, let's go this way. And move around. And yeah, Brax, you, uh, I don't know how much experience you've had with treants, but uh, you start to see the signs. They're around here somewhere. I'm going to say after about a meager with that roll, uh, 45 minutes, you spot an orange flower that you know is the one you're looking for. It's big. The petals curl up and around almost in a, not quite a a rose configuration. And then maybe about uh, 10 to 12 inches tall, growing out of the base of a tree. So I'll flag you guys down to me. Come here, come here. All right. You see there, right there, that orange flower. I think that's what we're looking for. But be careful now, though, because these, these imps, man, I tell you what, they're, they're old and grotchety, okay? I've not seen many of them, but I've heard stories. you got to be nice and slow. We don't want to scare these guys. And I'm, I'm a little worried, too, because I don't see where this, this nastiness came from on this other one. So just be aware, guys. It's got to be around here somewhere. 
These flowers only only grow around these 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 amps, so just be careful. I'm not gonna approach the flower. I'm just gonna kind of look around. And we're only uh, perception. What are you looking for specifically? I'm actually looking for like the blight stuff, like something that would show me why that tree is the way it is. And smell it. Yeah, perception wise, it's put fifteen. You don't pick up any hints of any corruption or blight. It's just beautiful nature. Well. Hmm. There it is, big fella. You want to get that flower for your buddy? I'm going to go look over here and see if I can find some uh, something to eat. And I'm just going to keep an eye on him. I am going to use two key points to cast Pass Without Trace. Uh, a veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from detection for the duration. Each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including you, a plus 10 bonus to dexterity stealth checks can't be tracked except by magical means a creature receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage then i am just going to so did he you gave it to us too i'm gonna put my fists together i'm gonna very quietly to myself murmur a few things and you just see the light sort of almost bend around us and Everything, footsteps are muffled, and I will give it to those two as well, and I will very slowly make my way towards the flower. And I'll follow him about five paces behind him. Well, uh, since you're trying to be sneaky, let's have a couple stealth checks. I'm going to climb a tree. 19. I got 19 as well. I got an 18. You approach the flower. I'm going to very slowly... I'm going to look it over. Is the stem decently thick or a it's decently a bigger thick flower. stem? Probably, uh, the stem would probably be an inch or so in diameter. And the stem's not long. It's maybe three inches before. I'm going to very carefully reach my hand down, trying not to touch the tree for fear it is a treant that I am not noticing. And I'm just going to very carefully just pinch the stem. I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy. I have the flower screen. Like for real? Yeah, for okay. real. Okay. <laughs> so, you reach down. So carefully going to pinch the stem. And then, what's that scream sound like? <laughs> so mild, not too terrifying. Uh, roll me a wisdom save. That there's a, a five. Yeah, you are taken by that sound. You are surprised. Roll me a... Let's have a dexterity save just to see. It's a five. Mirmilnir, would you say that your fear response is more fight or more flight? Choose carefully. (laughs) It will affect forever. (laughs) I think right now with my exhaustion, my fear response is going to be more tuned towards flight, as I will have recognized I'm not in the best strengths to be able to hold my own in a fight. The flower screams at you, and you reel back fall on your ass and you almost do a backward somersault because it's kind of a backwards incline and then uh, you backward somersault and land on all fours and then skitter back on all fours so yeah you're probably about a good 15-20 feet away from the flower now and I'll say at this point you stop and are like threat assessment mode I'm laughing in the trees you see that he's scared of a flower <laughs> that was a good trick you did there yes you hear Valreal state the obvious and you are now aware of the truth of the situation <laughs> come on let's get that thing and get out of here 
gonna stand up, walk up, and at this point I'm not even trying to be stealthy about it anymore. I'm just gonna grab it by the stem and rip it out. It pops loose easily. You reach down and you snap that thing out of there just out of frustration. I can't believe you these guys but with a sudden movement and a quickness you weren't expecting a branch streaks through the air and knocks you from your feet another reaches down and wraps around your torso squeezing the breath from you and you hear a voice say state your intent my friend is affected with afflicted with wood blight we are simply seeking to cure impose corruption on our people. Breaches. Is your friend worthy? He is. He almost fell fighting one of those afflicted ones. What are you guys doing? Just looking from the tree. I'm just watching. First time I've seen this. This joke turned nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Corruption. Yes. The importunate affliction seeks to disgrace this plane with his presence. Take this gift. Heal your friend. And you feel the suffocating branch that is wrapped around your torso loosen slightly. Thank you. And it lets loose. And then this tree uproots so I'll start like trying to jump branch to branch catching up that tree if I can okay and, uh, uh, roll acrobatics that was a nat 20 oh nice yeah you are a monkey alright oh excuse me sir tree tree sir tree sir did you slow down at all no Excuse me, sir. You said breaches. Is there something we should know about? Is there a breach around here, sir? Just keeps going. I'll probably just drop back then. Hang on to a tree. Look at him walking away. When I was released from the tree, I fell onto all fours, and my mind is reeling with the dreams of previous nights rerunning through my head. The constriction around my chest still feels like it is tightening down and suffocating me. And with that, I will give a moment for my mind to clear and then I will stand Brax there's a moment where you're right as you give up your chase and you were able to keep pace very well you hear him say prevent the affliction I'll head back stealthily alright real stealth that's 29 yeah uh, you are a ghost in the wind I'm going to drop right behind Murray from the trees if I can. Be all snelty and be like, boop. You scare the shit out of Valroll. But Murray's just like, I get this guy every time. I was hoping to get you, but that flower got you. What do you say we get out of here? I'm going to look at Brax and I'm going to think. Yes, let us do leaving. So if we head back to camp, I'd like to look for food and stuff on the way back. Rule survival. So that's 10, but I get twice as much as normal because it's my favorite terrain. So I get like three berries. You get a, a hearty snack worth of uh, mushrooms and nuts and stuff yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. And not the bad kind. Yeah, okay. I know the difference. Yep. All right, at this point, you guys return to camp, and I'm going to say it's getting later on in the afternoon. And you said it's getting to the evening time? With my eyes sharpen up. But mostly I'm 
looking for the direction that Tyler Lore will be coming from. Okay, you, you reach that sweet spot in the evening where you don't have disadvantage or advantage on your perception checks. A little while into their traipse into the woods, I took a little stroll around and looked for uh, something that would be suitable as a wooden club. Roll investigation with disadvantage. Eleven. You find a stick. Well, good thing I've got this knife. I mean, it's a bigger stick. Perfect. So you guys are off the road, though, right? Yes. Yes. So on my way back, I'm going to have to be really vigilant and hope that I don't miss the sign of where you guys decided to depart the road. I feel like when you left, you made a good point to... Actually, no, when you left, they were on the road. Uh-huh. All right, we'll cross that bridge here in just a moment. Murray dragged the cart, so I don't think he dragged it too far off the road. Luckily, there's a gigantic plume of smoke that has been burning in this spot for quite some while. When we return to camp, I will hand the flower off to Brax, and I will look at him and think, Prepare the sensing lust. And then I am going to the tent as my exhaustion feels it is taking more and more of a toll on me. Yeah, you're coming up on, on level two, so it would make sense to crash. Man, just when I thought he was going to start talking like normal, it gets right back in my head. I put that flower in my satchel. Never did ask him about the time working. I think you scared him tired. That'll happen sometimes, I suppose. You breach the tree line. You see that the corrupted treant is uh, burned down. It's, it's still smoldering. I will come back. Oh, is that the thing you were looking for? Yeah, it's a little... lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. I told you we'd, we'd see it. <laughs> we'd know what it was. It's got a certain feeling to it. It feels special how big it is, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just not what I was expecting. It looks like something even I could have found. Maybe if it was during the nighttime you could have found it. You've been out there all day. Well, it's nighttime now, and I could see it as soon as you crested the line there. So what exactly am I supposed to do with it? Well, as for that now... We gotta find somebody that knows how to make this work, to be honest. Uh, I just know we need this flower to make some kind of potion. But I ain't no, like I said, I, I can't make potions. Maybe your wife knows how to make potions when she gets back. Did I roll uh, survival to see if I have any idea of how to make uh, tinctures or anything like that? Yes, and? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should try to make this potion yourself. You don't even know what the flower looked like. I don't think you would know what you're supposed to do. I've got a mortar and pestle. He's going to tattoo it into, into himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you half the flower. How about that? This is my first orange tattoo. Do you really want some petals? I'll give you a petal. No, I'll wait. I was just curious. I hope my wife returns soon. Her name is Tyler Lore, by the way. I'd be, uh... I'd be careful how you talk to her. <laughs> Sometimes she can be a, a bit quick to anger. What makes you think I'd make her angry? Oh, no reason. Just warning you that uh, she's not a flower like that. She's a flower with teeth. I'll make sure I tell her that you said she wasn't a flower like this. I think she'd be upset if I did. (laughs) (laughs) And as they're, like, coming into the the firelight, I want to see if I can kind of look them over. I'm looking for any, uh, you know, stones. Uh, Essentially, I'm looking for rubies anywhere on them. World perception. Nat 20. I uh, reach to my bag and pull out my harmonica. And right as I do that, you catch a little bit of a glimmer of some red. I pull out my harmonica anyways. I'll play a little song, huh, boys? I start playing the harmonica. Roll me a performance check. Or 17 plus 2 is 19. Well, he's pretty good at the harmonica. 
Wait, what do you call that thing? This here, there's a harmonica. You never heard of this? I've never run across one of those. Well, it's just about the best instrument in the whole world. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with you. Or even you could try it out. And I toss it across the fire to him. Roll decks. Eight. You kind of fumble it, but you don't. It doesn't hit the dirt. There you go. Now just blow into it. You see? I blow into the wrong side. <laughs> well, huh. I guess maybe not everybody can play it. <laughs> uh, turn it around and try the other side. How <laughs> would you look at that? And uh, I'll toss it back to him. Well, that thing's pretty interesting. Ten. Yeah, you catch it. I'll just kind of lean back and just you know, as a person does with a harmonica. Care to share any more of your tales? As I'm, you know, whittling down a better handle on this club. Well, what kind of tales you want to hear? Well, I'm curious. What leads you to be so comfortable in the woods? You seem exceptionally at home. I don't know that I've seen anybody use a bow that long before. Well, I guess, as for the woods, it's kind of where we grew up, right? This is where it was. And this bow, this kind of my... All my people in my village can pull this sucker back. Well, maybe not all of them, but a few of them can. Well, could. It seems like lately I've been, uh, not trapped in a city for quite a while. Nobody in the city carries a bow like that. I can't imagine they do. A bunch of backstabbers in cities. They don't need a bow. Well, you need a dagger for that. <laughs> we skipped over that Akronatum Falls real quick. Yeah, that's where we just came from. Now that city has teeth. Yeah, we flew through there real quick. That's where we had our run-ins with that Midlack fella. I saw a little flash of red there when you were reaching for your... Yeah, the instrument, is that what that is? Yeah. Your har- harmonica. Well, sure, jewels come in off colors, right? You got jewels, I'm sure. I guess specifically dealing with Medrak. Medlack we had a couple of problems with. Rubies in particular. Curious if you might know anything about that. What do you know? Well, let's say I, I know a fair deal. Luckily, you've got a pretty trustworthy face. And your actions so far have proved noble and helpful. And I appreciate your search for the flower. And even the information and helping us guard our camp for a short time. So I'll tell you what I know. But we've come across something called the Blood Rubies. And they seem like concentrated evil. Taking people's souls and whatnot and putting them where they don't belong. Ran across the Boya Giant. I want to call it a warehouse, but it doesn't seem accurate. But it was just full of catatonic I want to say, like, living corpses. Just blank, nothing in them, no souls. We've done what we can, but until we can match people up with whatever souls are trapped in whatever stones, I think there's no hope for those people. We've found several, and we're on this track to hunt Medlack to hopefully recover some more. We've made some good friends. I'd like to do my best to get them back their bodies or return the proper souls to the bodies that are waiting. So I ask again, friend, what do you know about that flasher editor belt there? Well, I'd say just about the same as you, maybe even a little less, actually. I know that these damn stones will make somebody disappear. And sometimes somebody else will try to take them over. I don't know too much about them. They kind of scare me, to be honest. As well they should. What can you tell me about yours? Well, these? I'll dump them out. There's six of them, right? kind of just right in front of the fire there. These all, we found these. That's about all I can say, to be honest. We found them. So I guess my question I will ask is, are they full, or do you know? I know one is. I don't want to try the others. 
Uh, that seems like a safe bet. If I know, can I like? Can you physically tell if it's like if like the ruby's got something in it? No, you'd have to like set it aside. Okay. So then, retroactively, then I will have spilled out four rubies, not six. <sighs> well, let's say there's a good chance that if there's somebody in those, there's a really good chance that their body is back in Aconitum Falls under the care of Thut Khan. That one, I'm going to guess, is not true. These rubies didn't come from there. Well, I can't say I necessarily know where all those bodies came from. Uh, some of them are, as far as the Avarician nations of elves, seems like people have been taken from all over and switched out from all over. But I'm interested in what you know about those ones in particular, then. Sounds like you've had some experiences. What do we know, V? We know that these rubies here are responsible for killing some of our friends. We know that after we killed some of those bitches that killed our friends that these dropped down too, so I don't know who's in them now. And then we had to kill some of our party members that were turned. Hey, that's a sad tale. It seems almost like there's a, a battle of wills. I don't necessarily know what happens to whoever loses it, but it can't be good. But I will say this, and I might be too late for your friends, of course, but if you see somebody that's taken by one of these stones, we've definitely found out that if you remove the stone, the stronger will stays. The weaker stays in the stone. Well, then I must be pretty strong-minded, and I'll take them one by one from back in my pouch. Looks like you must be. You seem like a gambling man. You got some dice? I do, actually. Reach into my pouch, and I pull out a couple that are they look like an old bone that's been carved pretty crudely with some symbols that you don't that aren't necessarily familiar in common but easily recognizable enough as separate from each other so what are we playing then well that depends what if you got to bet I hold up a flower <laughs> well that's hmm well I'm afraid I if that's the flower that I need to live I'm not sure I'd like the consequences if I lost Oh, come on, life's always a bit of a gamble. I'm not saying it's not. Tyler, at this moment, would you roll me a survival, please? Or, actually, let's see, you need to you need to notice. Let's have a um, perception. 14. Well, you were very much distracted when you rode away. You did take notice of, okay, pointy-shaped rock, two trees. Okay, so you recognize you come up to the spot where you thought you left your party. Now roll me a survival, because that's more of a tracking thing. Nine. Okay, you are... Stop. Yeah, you're going to take a second here. Did they go... Where would they have gone? I mean, Murray's big, but not like continuing the road big. And so you're looking around for a minute. Dang it. Where did they go? Reach into my pouch and I, I pull out a little blue vial. I give it a little shake. Be like, I'll wager this. What do you got there? Well, if I remember correctly, if you're down this... I got it from my buddy Porm, but if you read this, it lets you read whatever you want, regardless of whether or not you know the language. Now, have you, you ever seen me read a book? No, I don't think I have. It sounds like this is perfect for you then. I didn't realize you didn't know how to read. I hope it's not a sore spot. I don't think it's such a sore spot, I just don't see the point. Now when you spend all your time foraging through the forest. Tell you what, I like that anyways, I'll go for it. Let's do this. Tell me your game, how do we play it? Hmm... I point out two symbols, 
and kind of give you a basic uh, idea of what it is. And you're familiar with it as uh, craps. So I do here? All right, you rolled two of them. Two of them? If you get a seven or an 11, you win. What'd you get? Yeah, three. Okay, so now you roll again. If you get a three again, you win. If you get a seven or 11, you lose. Got snake eyes. Okay, keep rolling. Seven. You lose. I lose. So it's... So now I've got the flower. I'll give you the flower. (laughs) You don't even have to roll. (laughs) No, you rolled. (laughs) All right. I'll still wager. Yeah, let's go again. No, we're nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You rolling or am I rolling? You're rolling this time. What are the stakes? You got any gold to put up against this vial? I don't know. How much do you think that thing's worth? I think I got your back. I'll give you a a piece of gold. A whole gold for a little little blue thing that makes you read? We'll see, we'll see what kind of luck All he right. has. <laughs> he can barely see, so he might not be able to read these dice. You may have noticed that my vision is much sharper now that it's turned dark. Ten. So now you need to get a ten again before I get a seven or eleven. Grom says, back door, little Joe. Four. Eight. Seven. I lose. I hand over the vial. I told you I had your back. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was pretty fun, I guess, really. We'll say there's various uh, iterations of the dice game. We've kind of hooted and hollered back and forth a little bit with a couple bets, making enough noise that maybe she can hear us on her way in. Tyler, are you uh, catch a... <laughs> That's my flower now. <laughs> that like, lost like it and my got husband. it back twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow I got the potion now and you have the flower. Tyler, Lori, you are alerted to the path, and so I feel like you have dismounted Mr. Snogglebottoms and are leading him on foot up the path, and you approach the camp. You see a fire. Oh, there's a fire, and you approach. I look at Mr. Snogglebottoms, and I say, are you ready for him to use your name? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I I pet his neck affectionately. He does a little front hoof dance thing. Here you are. Uh, you made it back, love. Mm, it's a long ride. It's a long evening. I stand up and pull my arms out. This is our new friend, Brax, and our other new friend, Valryl. Howdy. Pleasure to meet you. I'll get up and I'll kind of go over to shake your hand, but really pay attention to the horse. No, I'll put my arm out over. Be like, these are their horses, Chip and Bojack. This is my wife, Tylalore. Well Take met. A heavy sigh. And this is our horse. Mr. Snugglebottom. <laughs> Did you say Snugglebottoms? Yes, I said Mr. Snugglebottoms. <laughs> With a Mr. Don't forget it. Well, that's one hell of a name. He was affectionately named by a child. I guess I can appreciate that. Yeah, I guess so. I'll uh, see to Mr. Snugglebottoms real quick since he has served me so well over the last two days. Here, let me help you with that. I like horses. Thank you. I go to embrace my wife, welcome her back, and as I hug and hold her close, I let her know that let gain fell. What do you mean? Where the giant fire pit has burned down, like there was a large creature that attacked us in the woods. Let gain and I both were subdued. Mary just barely defeated the creature, but I'm afraid let gain passed. I was about to ask where they were. I'm afraid I need something from you, doll. I need half of our gold. Would you give me half our gold, please? I will hand out half the gold. It's about 124 pieces. 
I would have taken the horse over here, so I don't know if I would have seen and been in position to see them do any kind of perception. Twelve. Eight. Had you t- kept your weapon, I has I hand his axe back to him. Maybe this fight would have gone better. He made yeah. an artifact card. <laughs> what? He made me an artifact card. Oh, that's awesome. Fucking cool. What? That's super cool. He made oh, me an artifact yes. card. Primal sorrow. I knew about it. It's really cool. That's really cool. That's pretty fucking badass, dude. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was thinking that you would like it, so I, I made two just in case you want to take this one I home. I do. <laughs> That's even better. Just in case you want to take it home and put it in your memento box. I do. That's fucking awesome. Thank you. No more giving away your weapons. Whatever. You made it back all right, didn't you, love? And yo almost didn't make it. Everybody dies eventually. Well, I'll be honest. I'd be dead without you. I don't have enough soul to lose another wife. I did encounter some fools who thought they were going to try to impose a fake toll on the road. Well, do they still have their heads? They were wise enough to back off. I'm going to walk back over to my spot and pick up the rest of Letgain's things. And uh, I grab Tyler Lore by her hand and I walk her over to the spot that I dug. And I'm going to take out the dagger that was Letgain's. And I'm going to stab it into the ground, into the center of the hole. And I'm going to arrange his items around it and lay his staff in the hole. And I'm going to pour in all of the gold that you just handed me. Be like, this is for their dragon's soul. Now you have a horde to protect. Safe travels, my friend. I'll miss you, Time Warden, on our talks. And then at that point, I'll start moving in the soil, covering it back up. I am solemn and trying to keep my composure as I help. I all kneel down and help start covering the horde. Do I see that? Do I see that one part? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Say Mary gave some rights in the river. He spoke beautifully. See as I reach over and I, I pull a band aside and you see that I've got a bunch of fresh cuts in the shape of like a tribal dragon. But with a slight gra- glare from the fire, you can see that it's a little blue. And you can see as I pull that over that I wince a little bit as my hands go over my ribs. This is the best I can do for him. I will reach out and tenderly touch the new markings. I'm sorry I wasn't here. How you did what needed done. How did it fare? My warning was given. You made it in time, doll. (laughs) With plenty of time. Uh, They seemed nonplussed. Seems there is a rivalry between them and another city that happens. So it may not be anything. (laughs) I may have gotten worked up over nothing, but uh, at least I know that I gave the warning if it does become something. Well, Mary was telling me the damnest thing. I guess he looked over me all night. But he said some point after Lutkain had fallen, uh, that blue fawn creature came out of nowhere and picked him up. She said it wasn't the Time Warden's time yet and faded away into the mists, taking his body with. I don't know where they go. I don't know the rights of such creatures, but there's not much you can do when the fates have a hand in it. But at least he's got his hoard now. I was searching for coin ever since we met him. (laughs) And at least he finally got that damned cloak off. And he eventually got his blue fawn. Where's Murray? He's asleep. He stayed up all night watching over me. Walked around like a zombie today. But now it looks like I've got another stop to make. By that creature that took that gain, Murray killed it, and damned right to do so. 
They seem to be infected with something. Our new friend's here. Brax, he's kind of a shit. <laughs> but he found this, uh, this flower that he said might be the cure to what's ailing me. And actually, Tylenor, when you've touched Grom, you could feel that his skin was not right. Okay. I figured I probably wouldn't have noticed the color too much, given the dark. Not the color, but the texture. Yeah. So what are we going to do? <laughs> well, that's the tricky spot. I don't know. Looks like we need this flower. And to find somebody who knows what the hell to do with it. And if we don't, well, I suppose I turn into a tree. But I'm afraid that just won't do. No. You don't seem to be known for your green thumb love. You seem better at chopping things down than making them grow. No offense. <laughs> None taken. But our new friends here, just so you know, it seems like they have some experience with old Medlack as well. Mm. Another damn lizard from another damn cave. They must be attracted to some kind of magnet we're carrying, but they seem like good enough folk. Seems to me best course of action at this point is some rest. I couldn't agree with you more there. And to make haste onto the next town, see if we can find some information on how to get you cured, and then on our way to go destroy Medlock. Hey, that sounds great. And yes, Brax, you would have heard of all of that conversation. I just figured I was over by the horses still, yeah. Could I actually talk to the horse? You guys were doing the conversation thing. All right, sweet. I've cast talk to animals. Which horse? Mr. Snugglebottoms. Okay. Okay, yep, go ahead. Hey there, I just wanna I just wanna check real quick. They got you kind of named a little strange, I think. You like that name? Oh, I love that name. Are you sure? Because I bet I could talk him into changing it. I'm positive. Have you met Nerma? He's the best. Oh, really? I, okay. I guess. You want anything? You need anything? You look tired. Oh, I just need a nap. Alright. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. you have a good night. Well, you do the same. I'll leave you alone. I wish your character's name was Wilbur. See, I'll come back into the fire then. Into the light there. Now, I'm sorry again. My, my name is Brax. What was yours again? I'm Tyler Lor. I'll reach out. I'm Tyler Lor. Nice to meet you. Now, that's a familiar and a sounding name. Do I? Do we know that name? Do I know that name? Ooh. Actually, do you know that name? <laughs> Let's roll for that, both of you. Yep. Um, that one. One. That one. Oh, you don't know anything. Tyler. No, that was Terry. That was Terry. But there it is. So Tyler Lore, that now I've never heard that name before. Is that, that has just got to be one of the rarest names I've ever heard. That, like, have you ever heard that before? Like, see, Brax is pretty common. Like, there's every other third person named Brax. Yeah, I guess I never heard that name before either. I never thought about it. Uh, so did I overhear you talking about this uh, this Medlack, right? You guys are going after him still? Oh, yeah. And this is your I... main thing? So I tell you what, this is kind of what we're doing right now, is we're just looking for this guy. So I'm wondering, now it's smiling a little crazy, we just met each other and all, but maybe we just kind of stick around together. Uh, I would like both of you to roll a perception check. I'm going to say with advantage because it's a sensitive situation. 12. I got a 23. You notice everything. Yes. And I honestly, I was like, that's tough. I'm going to put the DC a little bit higher. So I put it at 22. So I had 22 in my head. And so you beat the 23. Uh, first of all, Valrail. You're like, oh, my ale jug is, is pretty enticing. Yes, very enticing. If you haven't noticed, he's the brains. I'm the brawn. <laughs> That's not good. Brax, it's very subtle, but Tyler is wearing a, a necklace that is uh, 
Oh, looks interesting. You can see it's crafted. Obviously, it's a sentimental piece versus a flare piece or a functionality piece or anything like that. But the way the firelight catches the gap in some of the twines, you see a flash of a very familiar color. But I was thinking, so maybe we could, uh, you know, team up and, and join forces against this uh, this medlack. Now, let me ask you here. You guys be... You know about the blood rubies. I know you do. Mm-hmm. What do you know about the blood rubies? About the same as he does, considering we've been learning this information together. What'd you say your name was again? Tyler Lore. Right. I'm going to kind of step back a little slowly. Now, Tyler, i got to ask you this, and this might sound a little crazy, but what exactly is around your neck right now? A necklace. It's my hand kind of tightens on my hatchet. I'm also starting to tense. Well, so what is this again? You got nothing on your neck. I said I have a necklace on my neck. All right, but I think we all know what these little blood rubies are, right? Uh-huh. Hey, is that one on your neck? Yeah. And you grom there. I thought you said you weren't part of Med Black's people. That's right. <laughs> he is not. Oh, really? Because it seems like to me Med Black's people wear those rubies. Careful, friend. We're no friends of Med Black. But like I said... Some friends of mine are looking to get their bodies back. And whose body she got? Well, from what I've learned so far, it is my body. I will not deny there is another soul within me. Currently in the situation of determining who's going to come out on top, but I assure you neither of them is for Medlock. You see, as far as I can tell, he likes to use these stones to try and get his way. And when somebody gets in his way, he also tries to use the stones to remove them. I happen to be one of the ones he was trying to remove. And several other friends of ours as well. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about your experiences with these stones? You said your kinsmen are your, I guess not kinsmen, but your friends you had to kill. How exactly did that unfold? They had the stones on and they had to die because they were no longer who they were. So I'm wondering, why don't you take off the stone? I'm not ready to take off the stone. Mm, Point of contention. So Interesting. So why is it that you won't take the stone off? That's a great question. Why don't I take off the stone? And I look at Grom. I've asked you why you don't a couple times. And you just said you weren't ready. Mm -hmm. So he just asked you to do it. Yeah, and I find myself... Does um, that mean you're ready? uh, Involuntarily. Not necessarily voluntarily, but moving and working to take off my necklace and also kind of panicking in the process you see the face you can see like the like the total panic do we see like something's totally not normal happening here you're, yeah you're, you're taking it off yeah well i didn't see this happening <laughs> and i pop it off oh, what's going on <laughs> tyler Lore, in a moment of coerced action but realizing as your body is going through the motions what you were doing the necklace pops off your ears pop and your hearing is reduced to a ringing subduing any other sound around you a vertical slit about eight feet tall appears before you and then two leathery hands armed with vicious claws grasp the rift and seemingly pull the opening apart The scent of sulfur accosts you as an enormous dog-faced demon steps through the rift. 
towering before you, he stares down at you, seething with rage. After an uncomfortable silence, it says, He leans down to bring his face closer to yours. His fetid breath makes you want to vomit. I'll give you one month from today to deliver me my sword. And then he turns and steps through the open rift. Once through, the interdimensional doorway closes in the same fashion it opened. And you are left with the lingering, acerbic stench of the demon's home plane. Bedlam Social Hour is Percy Steele as Grom, Carrie Dennis as Tylalore, Peyton Palmer as Mirmolnir, Mark McGrath as Brax Rome, introducing Matt Wagner as Valryl, Jen Clegg as the Blue Fawn, and yours truly, Bedlam, as everybody else. Thank you for listening, and as always, work hard and be kind. Bedlam Social Hour is a Peace in the Chaos production. Will Tylalore take off the necklace? Will she become a lifeless body? Find out next time on Bedlam Social Hour. D&D. It's D&D. <laughs> Will the party ever find a name as cool as the Emerald Vengeance? Will we go with Grom's choice of the Russian fools? Will Mirmolnir ever receive a full rest? Will Grom ever accept Mr. Snugglebottom's name? Will Nerma receive a horse blanket on return? Where's the horse? Where's Mr. Snugglebottom's?